What's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Today's episode, we are going back to film slash movie reviews, whatever you want to call it. This weekend, we are looking at the TV series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll be bringing on Phil and Kevin shortly to join me and give their thoughts and reviews of what we think. But first, thank you to everyone who listens, whether you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Wherever you're listening to this, please leave a like, please leave a review. That's how we help the show get better. Once again, we have a Facebook page now at Geeks Who Watch Football. For those of you who want to reach out directly to me, I also have a Twitter account. I am at MadTitan1018. With the NFL draft finally behind us, I can honestly freely open up my time to other things now. So once again, we're going to be going back to the original format, which is Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays being football focused, Thursdays being video game focused, and the weekends open the TV series. So with the big baby that is the NFL draft finally behind me, I now have the free time to do this. So we're going to be covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There are a lot of games in the chamber. Those will be covered in the next coming weeks, which is Pokemon Snap, Returnal, Resident Evil 8. So lots of content for you guys in the future. Thank you once again to everyone for listening and hope you enjoy. And I'm joined once again by the Hispanic heartthrob, Kevin Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> and the Albion muscle down under. <laughs> that's oh, a perfect all right thank you <laughs> i was gonna have this extravagant entrance but i'm like no i'm joined once again by phil and kevin how are you guys doing good pretty good. solid are you uh too bad so i was just saying earlier in the intro that thank god this nfl draft baby's behind me because now i actually have time to talk about other stuff now because there's been a lot of stuff that's come out between mortal Kombat, the movie uh falcon yep. and the winter soldier we got loki oh, up comments so lots of stuff to talk about Mm-hmm. finally got some free time but yeah for everyone joining we are talking about falcon and the winter soldier i think it wrapped up what a week ago two weeks ago two weeks okay. two weeks ago yeah and i just wanted to get your guys initial thoughts we'll obviously compare it to how it compares to wandavision where we think it uh the series could be leading moving forward um i guess i'll start i like it a lot i think it was more of a traditional marvel like it felt more like a traditional Marvel series entry where I felt mm-hmm. like WandaVision went a little bit off the beaten path. Um, yeah. If I had to compare them right off the bat and it's not a spoiler alert because I well actually spoiler because we're going to spoil the shit out of the show. But I think this one, unlike WandaVision, this one does set up for a sequel where WandaVision, I think was a, like Kevin said an earlier review of the, when we did WandaVision that it was a one-time thing. But yeah. I personally like WandaVision a little more, but I wouldn't argue for people who like Falcon and the Winter Soldier more. But, you know, I think I think it's a solid entry. I enjoyed it. It felt like a Captain America entry film-wise. I liked it a lot. But like I said, I like WandaVision a little bit more because I think everything I kind of saw coming. But there's a little bit of a confusion I had with the ending, but we can get into that in a bit. But yeah, yeah highly recommend it to people. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I highly recommend it. Like I said, like WandaVision a little bit more, but it's close to me. It's just preference, that's all. 
Go ahead. Ke- Kevin, oh wait, who who's going first? I thought it was the uh, the heartthrob over there. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll let you, I'll let you talk first because I talk too much. Remember, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Once we start, man, yes, Kevin ain't gonna stop. So Phil, you better get your sentence in now. He's letting you yeah. go now. Well, overall, I like the series a lot. I mean, and it is completely different than WandaVision. That's what I've liked about Marvel so far is that each of the show has been completely different. It's not the same old generic, you know, superhero-esque thing. It's WandaVision was something very unique. It was a mystery builder and an, you know, homage to TV where this was more of a classic um, superhero drama and kind of spy thriller-ish in the vein of Winter Soldier. And I liked it a lot. I'm torn because I think that WandaVision, I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier a bit more than WandaVision, but yet, though, they still suffered from a few problems I think we'll talk about towards the end. But overall, it was a, a, a nice, fun series. It had a lot of political issues that we'll probably definitely talk about. That's It's nice. It's, they kind of tie in a little bit what's going on in you know, today's culture and today's events and it really wraps nicely into the modern day comics too where again spoiler alert you saw that the falcon became or sam wilson's falcon became captain america the end and that was really really cool and it was really cool that um they did that and you know and they set they built it up too because sam wilson's arc through these last few movies and everything like that, it's kind of been building to this. And you can see where his character development has been going. And it's really fun. And it this movie also, too, was a nice, fun, I thought, redemption arc for Bucky. You know, he went from this killer that was being controlled and this assassin where he really didn't want to do these things to kind of redeem himself and break that mental hold that Zemo and, you know, Hydra had on him. But I, I really liked it, and I'm going to push it over to Kevin now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed it. It very much felt like a classic MCU uh, type of scenario. And I think that's why, like, you know, with what Jeff said, I liked it a little less than WandaVision. Because WandaVision gave you something exciting, something new. Um, it, it changed the formula that we have come to know um, Marvel mcu to give us you know you got the good guys you got the bad guys you got the fight you got the happy ending um whereas this one it's like it just felt like a continuation of the captain america movies which is great because now we have the new captain america and that's what the whole journey was about was about getting him to accept his new mantle um but there were moments in the in the TV show that I, I couldn't get behind. I'm like, no, it still just doesn't feel organic and it doesn't feel, you know, authentic and it doesn't feel like this was the way that they should have gone. And that's what made me like have a little doubt in the series the entire time. But I have to give it up to, you know, uh, Kevin Feige, the MCU, um, everyone behind Falcon and War Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, because they're coming out with different types of of tv shows you know wandavision stands alone on its own because of how crazy and how 
uh, mysterious the show was. And, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is now giving us classic MCU drama, action, comic book ripped off the pages. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Loki will give us because Loki looks like it's going to be like a time travel show, which is going to be a different type of um, method and scripture of uh, the script, sorry, um, of a TV show. So I I, I enjoyed the show. <clears throat> I felt the finale was a little too rushed. Um, they spent so much time building it that by the time you got to the sixth episode, I felt like it needed to be a little longer than an hour or the 50 minutes that we got. I felt like maybe if you could have just given us an extra 10 minutes of screen time, you could have fleshed out a little bit of what happened in this episode as opposed to just like cut, 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 end. Especially with it only being six episodes too. You think they yeah. could have either added an episode, I agree, or added 15 minutes to make an extra long finale. Mm-hmm. Kevin, that was my pet peeve. I was thinking, and I was getting a little nervous with Marvel and their series that I really feel like they're going great with these series, but it's like these last episodes, they start ramping it up. It's like, well, we'll use a football analogy because this, you know, Jeff loves talking football is like the guy gets the ball. He's on the 20 yard line. He's running to the goal and literally he's got nobody around. And that's when you should really slow up and give us kind of a victory pose and just give us, you know, that nice little like, okay, yeah, we're wrapping it all up victory pose. But it seems like with all these Marvel series that they're just, punching in full gear at the end and just dropping at that five yard line. They're jumping. They'll go in the end zone. They'll get, they'll get the ending. Well, then they cut ahead to the interview already without even showing the ex- score. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's extremely rushed. And it's like, no, no, no. You want, you want to take your time. You've already built this all up. You need that last episode to really tie everything together yep. where it's going to put a nice bow on. It. And I feel like both WandaVision and, Falcon Winter Soldier, we've been seeing it. They're tying it up, but yet they're doing it so fast and trying to get so much things at once that you're like, okay, this is fun, but slow it down. Give you know, give us a little foreplay before you shove it right in there. Well, going off that point for both of you, mate, actually, do you think the issue with, especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier, do you think it's because they're trying, like Phil said, juggling multiple things? Do you think it's because they're trying to set up other ties in the marvel universe before wrapping up what they have you know what i mean just the thought because that's what i think of when i think of falcon the winter soldier finale is they were trying to set up the u.s agent finale and obviously u.s agent felt like he was kind of rushed at the end they did such a good job with his character yeah and then they were kind of like what (laughs) yeah i was gonna say yes and no i think yes in a fact that they're trying to build and we'll talk about this more you know that the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character, the Contessa, is building the Dark Avengers. She's obviously like a um, uh, Nick Fury type of guy building that up. But I feel like they're trying to get all these things and saying, okay, we're setting about, we're setting up this up, we're setting this up, we're putting in little hints in there and trying to do it, where it's like, just just let the series be on its own. You don't always have to you could have little hints of what's coming up here and there, mm-hmm. but you don't have to have it. But yet, though, there's times that I thought, like, the whole Black Captain America with Isaiah Bradley, that whole storyline I thought was fucking beautiful. I yes. really loved that part about that. I thought that was great and heartfelt, and that Carl Lumley, who's the actor, is just, that was aces, man. I loved that stuff. 
that was great and really emotional felt. And even uh, U.S. agents, you know, that John Walker storyline was pretty good, you know, where he kind of was the bad Captain America, but you saw that he's trying to just fill the shoes of Captain America, and he's, he had pretty big shoes to fill. And where you see that, what was the line um, from the original Captain America? That the serum makes good go to great and bad go to worse. And that's what I felt like went with Walker. It's like he was kind of bad in general. He just went to worse. But He was a flawed guy who had demons in his past and yeah. just brought it forward. What I like that they did about U.S. Agent is they show that he's not necessarily a complete bad guy because you see him at the end help them out and stuff. But it's the fact that he's a flawed person, though, that definitely had yeah. some PTSD going on. And the serum amplified that to, like, he does get emotional. He isn't Steve. Steve was an exemplary person you know what i mean and that's what the scientist was looking for where most people i feel like u.s agent was just a soldier a good soldier but just a soldier you know yeah. and it's like steve was just a good person who happened to be enlisted in world war ii you know what i mean like that was the difference i think which is really funny because it, what this show really did was it tried to uh put steve on this pedestal of like what the exemplary Captain America is. But people seem to forget the whole drama behind Civil War. Steve was not mm -hmm. a good guy. He literally kept the biggest secret away from Iron Man to protect his boyfriend. Yep. Well, That's literally what he did. So it's like, you know, and there's, there's, they have this like, this ideal, and, and and that's what this whole uh, series was about, was having the ideology of what a good Captain America is, which apparently is like this flawless person. But it's like, no, Steve had his flaws. He had many flaws that he showcased through the entire 22 films in the MCU. You know, but the people like just see the shield and they think, oh, we have to be this patriot. We have to be this good Samaritan uh, goody two-shoe type of hero. Um, and, and, mm -hmm. and that's what I liked about all three men that were fighting, two men fighting for the shield. Let's, let's be honest about that. Um, was that all three of them were technically flawed, but they thought that, that their flaws were too much to hold on to the shield even though they didn't realize how flawed Steve Rogers was, uh, wow, Steve, uh, Steve himself was. Mm -hmm. I think Steve did a good, Steve would be the first person to tell you too, that he's flawed of all. Yeah. And I think that's what makes him, I think Marvel did a good job of showing that Steve was flawed because civil war. I think he was right and wrong. I think he was wrong with what he did to Tony. He was yeah. definitely mm -hmm. wrong about that, but he was right on his stance on anti-government in terms oh, of yeah. that. His right was, his stance was right there, but I agree with you. Him, he made the situation so much worse by lying to Tony when he should have told him right off the bat. And I think Marvel shows that because he wasn't able to lift Thor's hammer in Age of Ultron. And it's almost like when he finally is able to use Thor's hammer, I know it was for ooh and ah at the end of Endgame, but it's like he was worthy because I think he became worthy when he went back in time with Steve or with Tony. Him like yep. bri bridging the gap with Tony and swallowing his pride is what led him to make him worthy because that was yeah. a flaw as he did hold a little bit of grudges. And he did hold Bucky on a pedestal. 
a little bit of like, well, Bucky can be redeemed. Bucky can be redeemed. It's like, well, that Bucky, I know it wasn't Bucky's fault, but he did a lot of bad shit as oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think, and, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, and also, too, with Steve Rogers and Cap, the reason he was so protective of Bucky, because that was the only bit of past he had left, if you think about yeah. it. He was a man out of time. I mean, he was a 90-year-old man that was in World War II in modern-day America, and Bucky was the only one that could relate with him with music, relate with him with you know, what his experience were back in the 40s and 30s. And I think that he felt that if he let Bucky go, another thing is that that's gone. I mean, all of his past, everything is gone, so he doesn't want to realize that his past maybe wasn't perfect, but it's the only thing he had. Because, again, when we saw that, uh, I think it was after the first movie, that Peggy Carter was, you know, he saw her pass away, so that was his only love in his life until he went back in time at the end of Endgame. But I think that's another reason why he was torn between his friendship with Tony that was a modern-day friendship and something he was trying to cope with and, you know, be a modern individual and his past. So I don't, I don't blame him as much hiding, but I do say that it was bad too of that he didn't tell uh tony that he did kill you know bucky killed his parents it's because that set steve on or not steve that was such a big impact moment to tony obviously because he never yeah. got to say goodbye to his dad you yeah. know and that's what he held over him but tony got to re he kind of got redemption on that because tony when he went back in time got to see that his mm-hmm. dad did care like yeah. his dad just didn't have his dad had a weird way of showing but his dad did love him and stuff because he was nervous about him as a kid and all that stuff and that was such a good moment I think the best moment in the show, besides, like I said, later on, we'll get to it of some of my favorite characters. But I think the best line in the show was when Falcon and uh, Bucky are talking. And he's like, if he was wrong about you, he was wrong about me. Oh, my God. That That was a good line. That hit home of like why Bucky is so, uh, you know, that was that's great writing. That's really outstanding. That is. I love, I love, I, I wish, and this is like one of the things that, you know, it, it pulled me away from the show. I wish we got more moments of like psychoanalysis of Bucky and Sam to like really dive into the character development of them more so than montages of fixing the boat. Because the boat scenes, yeah. I, as much yeah, as I, I enjoyed them, it, 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 it grounded, you know, this new Captain America. He's very different from the old Captain America. The old Captain America had no family. He had no ties. Yeah. Avengers um, and the superheroes were his family. So th- there's that's it. But this Captain America, he has ties. He has something that can ground him, which is his family, his hometown. And I absolutely love that. But I'm like, I don't need that. That you, I'm, You're giving me six hours. I yeah, want more moments it, yeah. of like Sam and Bucky having it out about you know the the repercussions of you know being in the shadows of steve without wanting to like what his legacy holds for them and that moment that scene right there i was like this makes me love bucky even more because he's a broken child he's not he's he's trying to be the man that he 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 thinks steve's wants him to be correct and you know, and that's what I had a problem with Sam this entire series. And that's why I said that there's only two people truly fighting for the shield because Sam gave it up. He gave yep. up everything that Steve 
worked for that shield is the representation mm-hmm. of steve and he just gave it up so willingly in the first episode that it left such a bad taste in my mouth that when bucky was like that that moment where he's saying you know what does that say about me and i'm like exactly what does that say the fact that your best friend the guy who literally tore the avengers apart to save you gave the shield to his other best friend and that best friend said no sorry i can't handle it here you go government everything that steve went against here you go take the shield away from me and i was like oh my god what are we getting ourselves into yeah it's like they made you relate more like i agree with you kevin i related more with bucky in the early mm-hmm. part of like yes bucky's flawed and yeah they cover like you said i wish they would have went into more detail on that because obviously you know he was brainwashed and stuff but how much that messes with you to where he's like, he did bad things, but he doesn't remember it or he does, but he's like, it's in a dream. He doesn't have any control of it. Like, I think it was such a good character development by Bucky. And I agree with you. I think they're trying to show the arc of Falcon, but I think you're right. In the beginning, they botched it. I think obviously he redeems himself and becomes good. And I like Sam as a character, but in the first episode, yeah, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Like, is this something that would coincide with Sam after they literally just got done with Avengers together in Infinity War and Endgame? And it's like, after all of this, he would just be like, eh, I can't handle it. Even though I just fought an army with Thanos. <laughs> I'm like, right, like, eh. I, I, like, I understand, like, oh, this is too much to handle and stuff like that. But the man, like, as far as we know, this was the man's last wish. Yes. For you to continue mm-hmm. the legacy of being the Captain America because he saw that you were a good person. Not the perfect soldier, but a good man, which is exactly yeah. why Steve was chosen himself. Self, correct. You know, That's why he picked him over Bucky, which is a good point. Why exactly. he picked him over Bucky, yeah. Exactly. I would have liked he... What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. No, I would say, I'll was... let you finish your thought. Oh, which is exactly why he didn't pick Bucky because P- Bucky has proven himself to be a good soldier. Correct. He is, he's there. You need a fight, Bucky will be there. Bucky will have your back now that he's no longer brainwashed. He has his demons and he's working on it. But Steve knew that him tackling on the mantle of Captain America wasn't the right thing to do. Correct. He chose the right person. And for Sam to just, what is it supposed to be like six months later? Because this takes place after WandaVision, but mm-hmm. before uh, Far From Home. Yes. That's when yep. that's when this show takes place. So it's been maybe six months after Avengers uh, Endgame. It's been a couple of weeks, maybe, since Steve Rogers passed away, presumably, unless he's on the moon. Um, I was gonna say the same thing on the moon. <laughs> um, so, but but this is how you you think his legacy. This is how you say, "Hey, man, I know this was your last wish, but I'm gonna say no." And I know you were not completely for the government and you didn't sign the Sokovia Accords because of the fear of like the government controlling, you know, the superheroes. But I'm going to give the government your shield. And that's that. I'm going to completely trust the government, something that you did not even do. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then everything that happened with John Walker was exactly the reason why Steve did not sign the Sokovia Accords. John Walker was the prime example for why the Sokovia Accords was not going to work for yep. someone's mentality like Steve or AIE Captain America. Yeah. And I just felt I'm... like he just didn't he just didn't grow from that. For, to me, I you know, I'm even now like the show's over, I'm like, oh cool, he has the Captain America suit. 
But in the back of my head, I'm like, you gave that up. You willingly gave that up. I would have preferred if the show had a more political uh, turn to it where the government took the shield away that's from what Sam. I, I was I gonna, the same yeah. thing. I was going to make that mention. Uh-huh. I was going to cut you off and say that I feel like they should have done it with no offense saying that, sorry, a black person can't be Captain America. He's got to be white hair, you know, a blonde hair, blue eyed exactly. American guy. And it would have tied kind of like a Trumpism. with the black Captain America too. Like and it would have tied perfect. exactly And then it could have been perfect. Isaiah. But I feel exactly. like you're right. He gave that up, and it's like, you know, Sam, you gave that up, so I know you're going to fight at the end. And he did redeem a little bit because he fought for the shield back. But it's like, you know, why didn't they just go the very political route of saying what they did to um, Carl Lumley's Captain America screwed you over too? And then it goes to that and say, hey, and now at the end him saying, oh, no, don't call me the Black Falcon. I'm Captain America now, and give it like a stomp like that, then it would have made more, would have been resonated more. But it's like, you're right, Kevin. It did bug me in the back of my head, thinking like, you know, he did give that shield up. Like, why? And like, it wasn't even for a purpose. He was just like, well, I don't, I don't know. This is too much. You know, I'm gonna just give it back and let them handle it. And I'll just put it back in the mantle place or put it back in the museum. I'm like, what the fuck do you think the government's going to do? Exactly. Gonna... Like, don't be shy. I, I, it's like he, <laughs> it's like the Pikachu face thing. The me yeah. where it's like, um, I gave the government, uh, the, the, the one thing that they wanted from Steve, which was the shield. Oh my yeah. God. They are abusing it. Pikachu face me. Like, I'm sorry. You're gonna act shocked that they did that. Like this. Like that's exactly what Steve said would happen. That's exactly yep, yeah. why Steve didn't want the shield with the government. Um. So like I you know I know he redeemed himself, but honestly, still to the very end of the show, I was like, I felt Bucky should have done it. Bucky should have had the mantle because that dude went through so much pain just to be happy with himself. And I get it. It's supposed to be, you know, the the new diversification and Sam Wilson is deserving of the shield. But the way that the show portrayed Sam from beginning to end compared to how they portrayed Bucky from beginning to end. I was like, Bucky should have the shield. Bucky literally fought for the shield to hold Steve's legacy up to the pedestal that everyone is trying to hold it to. And like, yes, he's a broken man. But at least he's a re- uh, uh, a redeeming man. I was like, yeah. I-, I still feel like Bucky should have had the the shield. Sometime. I feel, but yet though, I kind of feel like Bucky does. He knows deep down that that's not his legacy. Like he yep. wants to make his own way in the world. Like I could see if they came back or even made Bucky his own series. Like um, there was a comic series called Nomad where Steve yep. was kind of dropped the mantle and he kind of did his own thing. Which is what they did in Infinity they, War. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they gave him Bucky that, like, nomad, you know, name. Storyline? Yeah, let him do his own thing and not ha- be burned down with, okay, he's the next Captain America. Because, again, even if you think about Captain America, if he was Bucky you still got to think of what did he do before? Like, you know, could he be brainwashed again? Could Zemo get into his head again? You know, I know he's broken of it, 
but what's to say that he couldn't turn it, you know, in a dime? But at the same time, what's to say that, you know, Sam Wilson, after fighting a couple of times and being too stressed, he's like, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to be Captain America. So there's both of them have their flaws as to will you actually be able to continue and not continuing Steve's legacy because he didn't want you to continue Steve's legacy, but to continue upholding the See, Captain America. Nerds would be happy either way because they both have been Captain America at yeah. one point. So it would have uh, fit both legacies. I agree. I, I could see it being Bucky, but I understand why they went with Sam because a lot of people, due to the political atmosphere of it, they wanted to send a message that there could yeah. be a black Captain America mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, everyone, I saw the comic knows, all of us know that he would become it, but yeah. you know, yeah. I think they feared but- the backlash. Which you know, I, I know I enjoyed too. and I loved and I and I understand you know Sam Wilson came around and he was but like even when he came around it wasn't like an aha moment like this is it it was no. like yeah I I guess I should have the man I should have the shield and like it it's mine now like there wasn't like I felt like in episode um five which is when it's supposed to be like the big moment where he realizes that he has to be Captain America. It wasn't so much that he wanted to be, it's that he needed to be. And it's like, yeah, why? Why go that route? Oh, he has to be Captain America. No, make him want to be Captain America. The Which they could have done if they had the steel shield stolen and have him go in with like they had the setting was all there to have that yeah. morale and have it be that way. And Bucky There'd still be a little hostile, like you let it get stolen and them joshing each other. But at the end of the day, Bucky wouldn't hate him, hate him either. They'll be like, well, yeah, he got stolen. Exactly. Like, I, I yeah. just I just felt like they, they could have done so much better into us going on a journey with Sam Wilson and making him Captain America because the government said, no, a black person yeah. can't be Captain America. And then he meets Isaiah who was originally the black Captain America, who was the original Captain America before Steve Rogers. And he goes, you know what? No, I'm going to prove not only you, Isaiah, incorrectly that a black man can be Captain America, but I'm also going to prove the government that it is time for a black Captain America. And we could have gone on that journey. And I would have been 120% behind Sam Wilson because I was like, you're fighting for a right here. That right was taken away from you and you're fighting for it. But the show wasn't that. The show was him. Okay, I guess I should go and get the shield. I gave it away, but I should take it back because yeah, I guess Sam in a bad light versus it makes you like. But the show is designed. They probably didn't intend this either. But the show is designed. You kind of like you said, Kevin. You come you come away liking Bucky more than Sam. Yeah, at least I I did. I like Bucky more than Sam at the end. I did too. But oh, for sure, for sure. But we're going to take a quick break, though, because this is a good stopping point. When we come back, we can continue on this platform and cover some of the other characters, because there is a lot of, like uh, you both have said, there is a lot of ties to Captain America, like the previous entries in the film as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cut away really quick, and we'll come back. All right. And we're back. So I figured this would be a good transition point because we got done talking about Captain America and the legacy and living up to the mantle. And Kevin brought up a good point, which is a good transition of that. Steve really wasn't as good as everyone thought. It wasn't that he was a bad guy by any means. He still was a great character, but they hold him up. Everyone's problem is they always either try to live up to him or they think he was a God, like in terms of he couldn't do anything wrong. And it ties into my favorite character in the series, which is Bucky's up there, but my favorite character, which is Zemo. 
And I'm so glad they brought him back. And Zemo had this thought of that's why he hated the Avengers and hated superpowered beings of he hates that we hold these people on pedestals. And he's like, they're not gods. That's when you fall into this trap. And I wanted to get your guys thoughts on Zemo. I personally loved his character. I'm glad they brought the actor back. I think he had a good character. And I love that he was consistent throughout the film. Like he doesn't, he tells you who he is basically. Yes. He has some sneaky behind the scenes, handshake deals and stuff like that. But overall he tells you like it is like he had a chance to steal the serum and he smashed it. He's like, he tells you what it, he's brutally honest of like, I don't want superpowered beings because then they think they're bad. He wants to, he's, I don't want to say he's socialistic, but he kind of is, but it's like, he doesn't believe in people being given gifts. They don't earn. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it makes sense that he hates us agent with the passion because he's like, you're just, you know, Daniel Bruhl Zemo. Uh, Kevin, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. All right, I'll say Daniel Bruhl, uh, Bruhl's Zemo is mwah, chef's kiss amazing. I'll tell you right he's now. He's so good. Yeah, he's just, it was perfect. And I agree, Jeff, right with you saying that. He told you from the beginning, he's not a good guy. I mean, he is a villain. Some of his villainous tendencies actually were kind of right. I yep. mean... If you think about it back in Civil War and how he literally effectively, Thanos didn't do it. He literally destroyed the Avengers. Yep. What he did was he literally successfully he uh, won. Yep. Just, yeah, he won. And his ideals are true. Is He said that um, he said that the more that there's superheroes, the more there's power people, the more that people are going to suffer. They're not going to be able to cope with these people. They're going to be under their foot. And even during the series, he said this Carly Montague, she took this power because everybody who takes these powers has a level of supremacy they want to achieve. You might They might have good ideas and seem like they have good ideals that they want to do and change the world the better. But in really true fashion, they're all just supremacists hiding it that's why john walker became the way he was carl montague at the end you'll we'll talk about that how her character kind of that threw me off a little bit but how she became just completely evil at the end and you're like okay but he whatever he said was true and he came at you and he was just perfect he was the one that told you what was going to happen and he was just I, I, I loved him. I loved every bit, every freaking scene. You drew he drew you your even the dancing to it. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean everything just made me want to see more of him. That's why I hope to God that if they do a Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or something, that he's in it because he's just so good and his character is so chilling and mesmerizing and he's literally the Hector or Hannibal Lecter of the MCU to me. He's so okay. good. And like, that is saying, Phil, exactly like, what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, this guy, it has that sly, like way of like Hannibal Lecter. And like, every time he said something or did something, I'm like, all I see is Anthony Hopkins face. That's all I see. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, it's sad. I was like, this is the Disney version of Hannibal Lecter. And I think, yeah. and I think that, that, you know, that brings up, you know, a, a, a point of what this show, you know, also, Talk, talks to you about you know e- even back in civil war was zemo in civil war a villain 
yes and That's no. Point. You're because yeah. he's the one, like you said, Kevin. You brought it up earlier with the because you think he's suffocating the uh, Hydra agent, right? Drowning him, and you think, oh, he's trying to get a secret out, and he he knew Steve was hiding that secret. Right. Like, he was trying to get the evidence behind it, but he knew it, like you said, and tied into your evidence, Kevin. If he would have just been honest, Zemo would have had no power, but he knew Steve was hiding that. Exactly. But, you know, but also, you know, if we go back to like what Zemo was doing, Zemo was avenging. Isn't that what yes, the Avengers yeah. do? They are avenging something that that caused them harm. And nope. that's exactly what Zemo did. I'm yes, not yeah. saying that Zemo's a good guy, but again, this this goes into like the the fact that this show was so much about the gray area of the soups, not so much good versus evil, because there's no more of that. Like that, and I think that's where they're branching off into Phase Four and like the future of the M- MCU. You know, you have the Infinity Saga, which was clear cut. This is your classic superhero Golden Age mm-hmm. storyline. You got the good guys, you got the bad guys. The good guys defeat the bad guys. Good guys win. Happy ending. Let's go. You know, and now we're entering this, like, gray territory where, like, you really have to consider what is technically a good guy and bad guy. Because Zemo has always been up front. He has always told you what his motives are, why he did what he did. You know, he did it because the Avengers killed his family. He blames the Avengers. So he goes and kills bad guys, just like Winter Soldier did. Winter Soldier killed guys that were technically bad, according to Hydra. So, and Zemo's mm. doing the exact same thing. He is getting rid of people that did him wrong or were in his way of getting to the people that did him wrong. Yeah, like so the Hydra agents he's killing are bad people. He hates Hydra just as much as Bucky does. Yeah, everyone exactly. associates it. Yeah, he has you know, no love he for Hydra hates either. Superpowers. He hates that 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 the serums exist. So he's literally just getting rid of things that get in the way of humans. And it's like, mm-hmm. so he's a bad guy, but then here you have Steve defending Bucky. Bucky technically is an even worse guy because he did it as a soldier. He didn't do it as himself. He did it as a soldier, which I guess is like his redemption or like his or, or like the, the light at the end of the tunnel where it's like, oh, but he's not really bad because he's been brainwashed. But it's like, but he, you, you see that he still remembers and he's still fighting it, but he's still doing it, you know? So like, yeah, what is a good really guy and what's a bad no- guy? I'm going to fight with you that one. He didn't have control. When he was under that mind influence through all those years, he didn't have control of himself. He literally, he could see it. He, he could, could see try it, yeah. stopping it, but he had no literally control of it till finally they broke it. I mean, he literally. During, uh, during the Captain America 2. It'd be and like if you were possessed. He's breaking it. Yeah, it'd be like if you were possessed and you a demon took over your body and you did all these horrible things you just can't stop it like you know or if you're like a zombie say a zombie had a brain and eating all these people eating your family and you're like oh shit i see i'm doing this but i can't stop it yeah well, i think that's how that's he did said, the redemption like, is what kevin's hinting at he knows he had yes. no control yeah. but it's what sam was getting at then you need to own it you need yeah. to go and apologize instead of just kind of guiltily hanging around with the old Asian guy. You know what I mean? Like, actually tell yeah. him what happened. Like, you need to confront it. Even though it wasn't your fault, you need to take full responsibility still. And don't you get the feeling like, I started to get it. First, I think Zemo 
at the end of it, though, what I like about it so much is the dynamic because I love Zemo's dynamic with the three of them or the two of them. Oh, right? yeah, that's great. And don't you get the idea that Zemo kind of respected Sam a little bit halfway? He's like, you didn't take the serum? He's like, no, would you? No. And oh, I yeah. think Zemo loves him yeah. for that. Like, he's not. He, I think he does respect Sam because Sam isn't like Cap or Bucky. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I absolutely love that because – and I love that conversation that he had with with stan because it was like i respect you i i know i'm the villain and i'm drinking coffee and i'm chilling on at your pad and even though i'm supposed to be locked up away i respect you for being a superhero without powers like you are trying to be just a man and he's like i'll give bucky a pass too but i don't completely respect bucky but he ended up respecting bucky a lot more by the end he's like no I respect you. I knew you, you faced your demons. You, you, you faced them on and now you're a better person. And that's why he was like, you know what? Fine. I'll go with the Dora Milaje and I'll go to Wakanda, which I'm excited to see how that's going to work out in Black Panther 2. Uh, yep. What the hell is Zemo going to do there? Like what chaos is he going to ensue? I think, um, isn't he on the raft though? I thought they said that they were taking him to the raft. He was oh, on the raft. Gonna... They showed at the end of the series. Yeah. But oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He movie, is at the raft. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, that leads to the Thunderbolts. I thought they were going to take him to Wakanda. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't I thought, imagine I thought, I thought the same thing. But then I remember at the end, he was in that cell that was kind of in. It's in the, the, the Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, where it was the raft. And where uh, after he killed the um, last remaining bit of Flag <laughs> Smashers. And I'm like, I kind of got to snicker out of that i was like i was like oh, yeah. damn he's cold this is like make, makes the show better in my opinion even though i like overall i agree with kevin i like on uh, division a little more this i yeah. will say this show has a better main villain like i think zemo is a much better villain than and it's not that i hate but Agatha, he wasn't even just, the Zemo's villain so of this show. No, that's what yeah that's what i said me. he yeah he wasn't villain and if we can i'm gonna use this little transitioning here let's okay. talk about the main villain i didn't like the flag smashers no i didn't zemo like was in my opinion i like zemo so much more but oh, zemo yeah. wasn't the villain, though. that was the thing like zemo was just a consultant like he wasn't the villain of this show because he didn't stop sam from pursuing what he wanted to pursue if anything he no, encouraged john walker he encouraged sam and bucky to go after the Flag Smashers because he wanted to go after the Flag Smashers themselves. So he was like yeah. an anti-hero in, in this show. He you know, was, I was like, point, yeah. shit. Like, we went through a whole movie where this guy was like the villain and then it's like, yeah, we're going to redeem him and we're going to yeah. give him a little dance move and we're going to make like fans <laughs> like him. And at the very end of the show, we're going to be like, oh, he had to go back to jail. Like, why? We were just having such a good time yeah. with him. I was like, but, I can't believe they made us feel that way for him. But the flag smash still you, know you were getting to, yeah. They they yeah. were kind of, a, in my opinion, like a soft fart. Oh, yeah. Well, like you know that. what they were? They were just a plot device. And yep. that's what annoyed me. It was just a plot device to move the show forward. But it really just was like, oh, there's the flag smashers. Or here's some just random, no-name, generic, Shlomos that just got superpowers <laughs> that you're fighting, but they don't really have like any substance to them. And even no. Carly, it's like she had a great idea in the beginning, and you're like, okay, I can back what that that the Global Repatriation Commission is doing. That all these people that came back after the blip, um, they're forcing all the people that have been there. 
They're bringing back the borders. They're forcing them out of their houses. They're kind of putting them in camps until they can finally figure out what they're going to do. And I'm like, okay, I get on their side. But then she completely, after she talks with Sam, where Sam is really trying to be like, uh, like a Steve and say, listen, I'm just here to talk to you. I'm here to help you out. Let's try to solve this. And I thought that's where they're going to go and maybe have a nice redemption for her. But then they're just like, nope, nope, nope. We're going to have John Walker after. And now she's just going to go to snap and be this horrible, like she killed people. And she's now she's saying, I don't care how many people I have to kill. I don't care what I have to do as long as my point gets crossed. But I'm like, your point then gets muddled. And that's mm-hmm. where we go back to Zemo saying, Zemo's right. They're, they're supremacists. They don't care. They're no, going to kill yep. whoever they want. They just want their way and nothing else. You know, they're not going to look at Sam's point of view anymore. They'll hurt as many people as they want. That's why we can't let these people have their way anymore. We got to stop think, them. I think they're definitely a wasted opportunity, like you said, Phil, because you're 100% right. It's literally just a plot device. Like their main purpose yeah. is to be the tipping point for John Walker or John Wallet for a U.S. agent. They're meant yeah. to be the tipping point for Sam getting back to, like, for Sam basically being in the full getup at the end. And they're a tipping point to prove Zemo's point, right? Like everything they've done is yeah. a plot. Basically, they're okay. We need to have John. We need to have U.S. Agent go over the edge. All right. Yep. This guy's gonna get killed. All right. Now we need to show that Zemo's right about. You know what I mean? Like they kind of just use them as plot just, instead of fleshing which, out. Which is is awful because the whole point of Carly's side in the beginning was, you know, politically in today's society is about immigration. Her yeah. whole thing was about immigration. And I'm like, okay, I can get behind your cause. You yep. guys have no home because any government that existed while you guys were gone, like, they're like, no, you guys are no longer wanted. You have no home. You have no citizen. Like, we're you're unwanted people. And she's like, but we are wanted people. We are people. Like, yeah. we were here. Like, this was yep. our land. And I'm like, that's literally what resonates with a lot of, you know, people who are immigrating. They're yep. not yeah. seeking to like take over. They're seeking acknowledgement of being a home. And like the thing with, with Carly, and I wish again they did this a little bit better. And I feel like it had a lot to do with the weak storyline because unfortunately I think the overall storyline of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was weak. Is yep. that that you never saw a lot of the progression of how the serum was affecting her. It was just like a complete 180. Like an episode, yeah. I think it was like three. She was like, Oh, I got, you know, I got defeated this once. And then episode four is like, let's blow up a building. With yeah, people it's true. That's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got inside. And the dude's like, Oh, there's people. Inside. And I'm yeah, like, the dude was what like, happened? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, did I miss something? Was there an after credit scene that I missed or and then something? And she kills U.S. Like, agent's friend. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to punch him that hard. Like, oh. no, no, right. you, no, no. She actually said, "I don't even care." He meant exactly. nothing. He was worthless. She's like, "I would have killed him again if I had the chance because he means so less." And I'm like, "What? Exactly? I'm like, Holy like, shit!" Where did that Carly yeah, come where'd that from? Come I was from. like, yeah, because then you feel just, bad for uh, yeah. that moment in time. I actually did feel bad for U.S. Agent. I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus. and I was like, I was like, man, that bitch. But that's like, because they wanted you to do feel that way. They wanted right. the redemption for U.S. Agent because it was like, oh, okay, John Walker was a bit of an asshole. How do we get? How do we get the fans to like feel sorry and like him? 
oh, let's make it, let's make Carly a fucking bitch and say the worst yeah. thing possible, which is. But you're right, Kevin. It doesn't fit her nothing. character. It's all at the expense of that character. Like, ah, she's right. like Phil said too, a plot device. Like, yeah, yeah. We can change her motives on the fly because we want them to suit what the good guys are doing. And I feel like, you know, again, going back to like the storyline, if they made it, if the storyline, I feel like if the storyline was Sam Wilson wanted to be Captain America, the government came in, intervened, took the shield away from him, gave it to John Walker. John Walker was not a good guy. PTSD, whatever. He's yep. just not a good guy. Um, gets the super soldier serum. Not that they found it, that he gets a super soldier serum. And that's how we get introduced to the Flag Smashers. If the Flag Smashers were working secretly under John Walker, including Carly, like she, like he promised her something, then I would understand like the animosity and like it builds up to the point where there's there's a buildup as to where those two disconnect and then it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier against John Walker but also against Carly so there's like there's always like a fight happening and I felt like that would have been a better plot story than what we got because what we got was Sam and Bucky having an adventure across the globe trying to like pick up the pieces as to who the Flag Smasher is and then right behind them is John Walker and then John Walker in episode four, I think is when he takes the serum four or five. And I'm like, okay, that's not enough time for him to like go completely nuts and become yep. like the bad guy that he's supposed to be. Um, and I'm like, okay, you, this is, this is where it's getting convoluted. It's getting way too, like too much muddled up. Like you still yep. haven't finished the storyline with Carly to make her the true villain. So you have to literally give her a 180 scene that came out of nowhere. You haven't fully developed John Walker's craziness and becoming the bad guy that the U S agent is, but here you go, a complete 180. He kills someone in public. And I'm like, and there goes the whole legacy with the shield. It's been tainted. Oh, and then here comes the fucking power broker, which came out to be Sharon. And I'm like, why are you? Uh, and we'll get to this? that after we got. I, I was going to say, we have to go to break. That'll be the final is That part, yeah. Uh, because don't even get me started. <laughs> to me, that's what yeah. gave me a big disconnect with Sharon that's Carter the, as a power right, broker. Because I was I'm like, like Whoa. and I'm like looking online, and I'm like, I don't remember ever hearing that Sharon was the power broker in the comics. I was like, where the fuck did no, this come from? No, I was like, again, this is another plot device to make sense of the weak storyline i was like this whole storyline of the entire show every single character that was not falcon that was not bucky and wasn't john walker was literally a plot device to make those three characters look better and i'm like you that's that's so bad i agree phil i think zemo carries a lot of the film let's be honest i think oh yeah zemo carried so much and i was like and i was so excited because i was like holy shit like the trailer made it believe like zemo was behind everything like i was like oh my god zemo's gonna be the big bad and then it was like no zemo's the cuddle buddy like hello hi can i hug you can i can like i'll take a treat from you what are they uh what are they called the oh, those! Candies. Oh, the um, uh, the Turkish delights. Turkish delights. Turkish delights I was like, yeah. this guy's fucking Santa Claus over here. <laughs> oh my god! If, I, if he gave me a Turkish delight, I'd be like, yes, please, I'll have oh. another. But like Lisa, Phil said, he's so cold at the Emmy because he kills the last of the flag smashing. Oh shit! Like he cleaned up. He was like, yeah, no, oh yeah, living. He's like, and no, I they are all like, going. Uh, that was like my like one of my favorite parts in the finale. The finale episode had a lot of good moments, and that was like one of my yeah. favorites because he's just like in his cell reading his book, and then he hears about how 
the last of the Flag Smashers were murdered. And he's like, yeah, I did that. I didn't even need to be on the outside. I still fucking did it. Like, yeah, I'll take credit. <laughs> and I was like, this is a boss-ass move right there. Like, everything that they were trying to fight against, you were like, I'm just going to clean up for you guys. You guys are handling See, the political. Disney... I'll handle the dirty stuff. See, Disney made him their version of Hannibal Lecter that everybody loves if you watch any series like that silence of lambs yep um hannibal movie or anything of that you loved hannibal lecter even though he's a crazy serial killer but he's you sort of rooted smart until, yeah you yeah, but he's so, he even kind of talks like a little bit too it's like but he's yeah an and that's what you, you see mean. where he's coming from which makes a great villain like even if you don't agree with it and like that's what kevin's saying everything they they did right with zemo they wasted with flag smashers. Like they yeah, could have done a similar approach to 100%. it. They really wasted it because they had a good actress for Carly too. It's like they oh, yeah. wasted it. They pissed it away. Like they they did well, so they much bad stuff with that. And I was like, no, I was like, you're just wasting things here. Um, it it, it was just I, I just wish they would have kept it a little bit more comics accurate, which you know, yeah, with the whole power broker being the one who gives the serum to U.S. agent. And I was like, you could have made Contessa the power broker, and I would have believed that even more. That would have been better. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because she's like, more. oh, hey, I know you got the serum, but nudge, nudge, winch, wink, look who gave it to you. Like, I know exactly. I've been, I was, I've been playing chess with all of you guys. And what I don't like, understand, oh. another thing, sorry to cut you off, Kevin, no, but like when they were po- when the power broker was remember Zemo said, "Oh, I've dealt with the power broker before. I know who it is, and all this stuff." How the fuck didn't he know it was Sharon Carter? Like, did he just like have amnesia? And like, yeah, what, like how did Sharon Carter get that much power? I know that everybody's been gone away for the five years, but literally, how did she turn that one eighty from being? wholeheartedly into you know united states freedom you know uh shield and everything like that to this person that's literally it doesn't add up but no. here's the giving thing power to... she snapped too so she was gone for yeah. those five years yeah. so where did, so you're telling me that in six months from her coming back so in six months you came back the government was like the united states government was like oh sorry you're not a citizen, but was fine with Peter Parker being a citizen, even though Peter Parker also got snapped and Sam Wilson got snapped and Bucky yeah. got snapped. I have and- my theory, and you guys might know this. This is where I'm getting into with the setup. And I I might be dead wrong and look like a complete idiot, but the only, and I, it, it, it makes more sense to me than just believing that Sharon decided she woke up the next day and was like, I'm going to be a scroll? Yes, exactly. I'm that thinking was, the I, same I think thing. He's a scroll, the I the think problem that's... is, is like, Here's here's where I don't I don't fall for that one. If she's a scroll, why did she use the face manipulator in that one scene at the very end in in the last episode? The that same face swaps thing that um, Black Widow used in Winter Soldier. Yeah. So because like, I think I, that if like here's another thing though, she tapped Bucky on his shoulder and said, "Hey, I'm here to help." I think if she would have morphed her face, he would have been like, "Holy fuck." You know, something ain't going right here. No, um, no, no. I, I understand that, but like, do. you didn't, she didn't need to do that. She could have like left and then morphed and then be like, hey, yeah. I'm here to help. Like, she didn't need to reveal that she was using a face swap in front of Buggy. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Like, I want to believe that theory that 
there is an evil scroll out there because at some point it's better than what we were given with Sharon Carter. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Just, yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry, and, but but at the same time, I I love the fact that she turned out to be the bad a bad guy because again, this is all about legacy. This whole show is about upholding the legacy of those that came before you, Sam, Bucky, John Walker, trying to uphold Steve Rogers, you know, pristine image of Captain America. And here you have Sharon Carter, a descendant of Peggy Carter, trashing that legacy to the viewers. Oh yeah. Completely going into the dumpster. Yeah. Cause she's everything that her grandma was against. Yeah. (laughs) Great aunt. Great aunt. Or aunt. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Great aunt. I'm just one. I'm wondering though if one, if this is her, she's either as I said a scroll or as you we've all. I'm staying by the scroll theory because I just hold. Or (laughs) I'm wondering if she is going to be evil and she's. This is one other setup they'll set up like armor wars where she'll be the power broker that's steal helps maybe Justin Hammer steal the technology from Stark, and you know the Stark foundation or whatever whatever's left of stark and that's what starts armor wars like if that if she's gonna be a bigger part because like i i just don't see after they revealed her and how they're making her evil i just don't see how where they're gonna go with this like i mean again marvel's throwing us a lot of curveballs and we've really enjoyed it but i don't really know where like where they're going to go with Sharon Carter. It's like, is she a scroll or is she just bad? And then why did she turn so bad? And like, what well, she said, she said why she turned bad. She turned bad for the same reasons that Carly turned bad, which was the, the, her home, like shunned her because she snapped. But that's, that's exactly like what I don't understand. Like I would understand Carly in like Ireland or wherever she... the fuck she's from. But Sharon Carter is from the United States. You're telling me that the United States government shunned you specifically. Out of think... everybody who snaps, she they shunned you. Even though we clearly see that they did not shun Monica. They did not shun um, Wanda. No, I don't they... Well, they shunned her because of Civil War. Is what yeah, that's what it was. They shunned they said... hers because they said that she was still a fugitive. Because like of what she did in Aunt Civil Aunt, War. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And what she did with the okay. Sokovia Accords and not signing it. And where they gave Bucky a pass, all these other heroes that were in Avengers and fought Thanos. They're yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, you're cool. You can come back, you know, we're they not gonna punch you to anymore. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do it to her. They never gave her a pardon. So then was she a power broker from like twenty sixteen? She went to Majapur? In, in that's what I think Phil's implying. Is after Civil War, she went power broker bad because she was that's, so pissed. That's 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 what I thought. That's why I thought that I don't really think she actually did snap because I don't think they said that she actually didn't snap. I thought somebody said no. She if you look, snap, so if you look at it, um, I think it was in uh, Endgame during the yeah. moment where like they're all standing and looking at the globe. She was one of the ones that was snapped. So it was oh, okay. Like, it oh, showed, so she was missing. Yeah, yeah. It showed Shuri, then Peter, and then it showed uh, Sharon, and then Nick Fury, and then I think it panned towards um, Captain Marvel. But she still could have been had the same motives to be the power broker, like have that anger towards the government and not yeah. realize about the pardons because you know what I mean she got snapped back. Um, I that's what I personally think. I think the but, sequel. I think this show sets up for a sequel, and in my opinion, I think oh, yeah. they're going to they'll oh, yeah. cover her bat. I think she'll be the villain in the sequel. 
And I think they'll set that up of what, you know what I mean? They'll have like a flashback or whatever, what made her go, you know, bad, but we got to take a quick break though. And then when we come back, we can cover the finale where we think the future is going to go with the show and all that. Cause like you said, we're just basically barely scratching the surface of the, uh, the finale since we kind of hinted around it. Okay. And we're back. Uh, so we kind of just touched on all a lot, bunch of the villains. We can obviously combine this into the finale and where we think it'll go with the show. Because I agree. We, I think I think the show, the way it ended, I think where we're going, guys, is I think one, uh, Sharon will get more development time, whether she's a scrawl or whether she's not, at least to what led to her being the power broker, assuming it is actually her. And I also think Waller's or Walker is going to be a main part too. Like obviously they might set up uh, Dark Avengers, like you guys are mentioning. But if they do a Winter Soldier and Falcon two, I think that would be the you know what I mean the main development of the sequel would be probably some other villain maybe as well. But developing how she became a leader, broker, as well as U.S. agents' development as well, because obviously we're not done with him. They spent way too much time building him up to just be like, hey, you're not going to see him again. I. I see. I don't. I want a sequel um, because I think it sets up for a sequel. But at the same time, do I want Captain America to come back to a TV show when he's getting his movies? Can can we live in a world where we get not only a Captain America four with Sam Wilson and some of these characters? Because I want Captain America four to include Bucky, to include Sharon, to include Zemo. But at the same time, what will be left for a TV show going forward? Like, can can we get exhausted from watching Captain America in the movies and in TV shows? Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about Captain America four. That was confirmed. Yeah, you know, I, I I would I would love a season two because I think like this show this show can give you like that cop type of TV show, but in a superhero form where like oh we have a big bat that we have to take six episodes to defeat. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like the shows, the TV shows are more about character development, more so than plot and storyline. Yeah. And then the movies, you get like the plots and storylines and the big baddies. And it's like, how, how will that work? You get a Captain America 4, then a Falcon and the Winter Soldier season 2, and then you get an Avengers with Captain America in the lead. And then you get a Captain America five with Sam Wilson. And then you get a uh, Captain America and winter soldier season three. Like, will that be too much to handle? See, I think that you totally hit the nail on the head. Um, I think that the, the TV series that Disney plus have been doing is more for you write character development and, doing characters that you haven't really seen before or giving them more story like this one was sam wilson and bucky because we didn't we got them through the movies but not much and like now the other than other series are going to be coming out like hawkeye ms marvel mm-hmm. um moon knight she hulk they're all going to be intros and those will be able to get second seasons probably not hawkeye but like ms marvel moon knight and um she hulk because they'll be in the films, they'll be like little cameos or maybe have their own thing, but they'll their most of their stuff will be on shows where you can do a longer form and do stuff like that. But I think that right now for if since Captain America Four is coming out, I would love to see them do another series, but I don't 
I can't see how you're right. Getting Captain America 4, then maybe Captain America and the White Wolf or whatever they're going to name it next, how they're going to do it back to back to back. Then you're going to mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, how much story are we going to have left to really tell? Yeah. But, yeah, but. so I'm not I'm not sure if the if if I mean Marvel has surprised us over and over again. So I mean I'll trust them. I just don't know how Plus, it will work. I read too, I don't know if there's a rumor or not, but I guess the guy who's doing uh, that did Captain America or Falcon Winter Soldier and Stewan possibly Captain America four, he said that if you go to Marvel they are, are already have like twenty or plus projects that we don't even know about that are in the hopper, and he's like, mm. "You should." He's like, "It's funny how people talk about what's coming out next year and this year or this next year and the year after." He's like, "They're only scratching the surface. You can't even imagine what Marvel's got in the shoot here, yeah, um, coming up. So we don't know what their next theory could be. It could be like." shit, we could have Captain America 4 that leads into, like, Avenger 5, and then the next series could be, like, the Serpent Society, where they're bringing in a whole new organization and villain. Which was supposed to be the original Captain America 3. Yeah. I think it's... I think Kevin Feige has a... One, he's a great... Obviously, everybody knows the the direction Marvel's heading is great and stuff. It's because they have a great leadership at the top. It's because Marvel and Disney, especially Marvel, they run their company like a... like. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does. I was like... going to say, WB and DC has a great structure. I mean, they've had the best goddamn track record I've seen in my life. Have you seen <laughs> their films? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, but it's because Feige's treating it like a true CEO. He's always four steps ahead. Like most CEOs of good companies like Google, they're looking at something yeah. five years down the road when they're in meetings. They're not looking at stuff like in the first six months because that's already been planned out. And yeah. Going. And that's what I, it reminds me of Feige right now. Kevin Feige is in a meetings over what's happening with Loki. That's done in the chamber, gone. You know what I mean? He's meeting about yeah. projects in 2024 right now. That's what he's in meeting rooms about and getting negotiations lined up. That's oh, yeah. what I'm saying it reminds me of. The difference between that and WB slash DC. WB dash DC doesn't have the patience for that. Their film, they, they'll plan out four years ahead maybe, but then they'll say, oh, this movie sold two million. Okay, scrap it. We're going to start. They're, they're too knee-jerky. That's what, where Feige's yeah. got a vision a of, yeah, one show sucked. Eh, okay, well, we got 10 other ones in the hopper. One, one's going to do good. We're, we're good. The vision's going to be fine. And also, yeah. too, Kevin Feige and, and Marvel and, and uh, Disney, they've already, they're essentially, and I think I've said this prior to some of the podcasts, we said, they're Apple, man. They're You're going to, Everybody is going to go to these movies. They're going to yep. watch the shows. This is a product that when you talk about certain things like Coke and Apple and stuff, or even McDonald's, they are literally the McDonald's of Mar- of superhero films. You know, yeah, it might not be the best for you. It might not be great. Sometimes it is, but it it's there. It's like the American classic now, and they did something that you can go back to where – um, DC and WB is just so reactionary is that they'll have something in their hands that could work, but maybe needs to be a little revamped or maybe won't make as much money with the mainstream audience until they've seen it after a little while. And then they're like, Whoa, what are we going to do? Fuck it. Let's just, well, let's just go in a different direction. And this is a little off topic, but it's something still relevant to the show and stuff to ask both of you guys. My question to you, 
do you feel like Marvel did a better job? And we're going back to the beginning now, why Marvel worked versus DC, besides obviously knee jerky and all that stuff. We've covered that base already, but I always feel like Marvel has done better because they were given their beak list of characters right off the bat. They, they did not have yeah. when they were doing the film studios, Spider-Man or X-Men or Fantastic Four. They were forced to use their next tier. And I use the example it would be like if DC was forced to do Teen Titans, Arrow, and them first and not have Batman or Superman. Do you think, and I'm, it's a question for you and Kevin, uh, do you think that helped their writing and stuff? It forced them to develop characters and feed in the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, instead of being like, bam, Spider-Man, bam, X-Men. You know what I mean? Like, did that help them in the long run? Them being I... Iron, Man, like, Iron Man, everyone sees as a good character now. But he was a B character in terms of popularity in the comics. Like, yes, people like Iron Man, but he's nowhere near comic-wise as popular as Spider-Man was or X-Men was. So no. I don't think it, it, it helped. I think what truly helped, and I, I think this is something that I had conversed with you guys, I think even during WandaVision, which was our first time uh, you know, doing this yeah. trio thing, is that Kevin put a lot of trust in his projects because... The, from what I remember with, you know, the whole Iron Man thing, that was the last resort that Marvel had to stay afloat because they were going, they were continuing going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. That's why they sold the rights to Fox for the X-Men. That's why they sold the rights of Spider-Man himself to, to Sony was because they were trying to stay afloat. So Iron Man was a saving grace for Marvel Studios themselves to stay afloat. And if that movie failed then that was it exactly. like they 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 were they were done after iron man i know that um uh in the incredible hulk was filmed around the same time so it came out i think like two months later um but they put all of their money into iron man and what has really pushed and what's made marvel so successful is the fact you know you hear it a lot in feige we trust you know, because mm -hmm. he's putting a lot of faith into the directors, the writers, because he's like at the very beginning, he, they, they played it very safe. That's why there wasn't a lot of, you know, diversity with the movies. There wasn't like a female superhero lead. There wasn't a BIPOC superhero lead. It was a lot of let's play it safe. Let's see what sells from our B category and our C category and let's let's have a plan let's at least have an idea mm -hmm. of where we're going with this which was you know creating the avengers that's why we had that um after credit scene with nick fury if we did not get that after credit scene with nick fury i don't know what the future of marvel mcu would have been because it didn't show if without it we as the audience wouldn't have known that there was going to be something connecting the future you know, and yep. then we got it again with, you know, the Incredible Hulk where mm -hmm. um, Robert Downey Jr. was sitting with, you know, the general and, I, and people are like, oh, my God, we are getting the Avengers eventually. And then when we finally saw, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, and we got the first trailer for the Avengers, everybody knew, OK, we mm -hmm. are in it for the long run. And I think that's what's hurting Warner Brothers with. D.C., unfortunately, is that it's owned by um AT&T and AT&T just looks at money. They look at what's giving them money in the here and now. Mm -hmm. They don't look at the retention. You know, they're not looking at, okay, this is a loss, but in the overall of the DCEU, are we still winning? You know, you know, with 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 um 
you know, the MCU, they've had a lot of failures technically if we're yep. looking at box office numbers. One of the biggest failures is probably the highest rated Movie. film in yep. the MCU, <laughs> which is The Winter Soldier. Yep. Mm-hmm. It but didn't make a billion dollars. They saw no. potential, like you said, in that they're not afraid. They're kind of like, I know you just said Apple Phil. They're also kind of like to quote a football team. They're like the Patriots of Brady. And what I mean by that is this, hear me out. There's, they're not afraid to move on either from people. They had nope. a good thing with Whedon and the Avengers. And like Kevin said, it's kind of campy, yeah. but it was better than people expected. What Winter Soldier showed them is they're like, we have our directors with the Russo brothers. And they weren't afraid mm-hmm. to kick Whedon's ass out the door and say, Russo, it's your vision now. Like, they are not afraid. Yeah. They got Coogler to do Black Panther. Like, they find the next big one. And Kevin says this all the time. They find good young actors and they develop them. They grow yep. them. They don't necessarily – I know Robert Downey Jr., he was a recovering star, though. He wasn't necessarily the biggest name no, you could get but, at the time. Like they, no, and they didn't even actors. want him. John Favreau no. had to fight for him. Exactly. I was going to say, he, at the time, when he was going for that part, the studio did not want him. Feige wanted him, and John Because he literally is really Tony Stark, because he's a recovering yeah, alcoholic like he Tony was. was. Like, he literally is Tony Stark. He literally, before that movie, he was suing, like, B movies, everything. I mean, he was Correct. nothing. He was yep. just out of rehab, and literally, Feige and uh, John Favreau fought Marvel. Well, far out Disney and said, "This guy is perfect. Just give him a try." You know, they really fought hard because they weren't going to. Because originally, it's so funny because it was going to be Tom Cruise. Yep. Tom Cruise yep. actually was originally going to sign on as it, but. They said, no, Robert's got to do it, and look at the success. And that's, I agree with you, uh, Jeff, is that they've figured out to get either newer directors that are coming up like that to uh, – Oh, he's out. Who, like Ragnarok's uh, yeah. director, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah the um, Takiti, Waki, Taika whatever Watiti. his name is. Yep. Yes. He did barely anything before this. Fantastic at Ragnarok. <laughs> Same thing, oh, yeah. same thing with just you know Pink and Reed. Yeah. John Gunn you know. with uh with uh or James Gunn, I'm sorry, not John Gunn, James Gunn with uh Guardians. Like they find these directors are fans. James Gunn before I mean, James, this was James doing Gunn like has his movies. own issues. I mean, yes. I can't I can't really say that Guardians of the Galaxy One was all him because it wasn't. There's a huge history there too that made it successful. Um, but yes, the, you know. Yeah, but the, really, no, it wasn't. All the directors that we're right covering now, them as a whole. I'm yeah, going to fight you this. Brothers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like. Guardians of the Galaxy before this. I know, I personally know the creator of the Guardians of the Galaxy. My uncle wrote comics with this guy. And before this, Guardians of the Galaxy were a joke. They no, were, no, 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 no. I know that. But we're talking about how, like, they, they trusted and they, they you know, oh, yeah. the, the success behind it. And Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, wasn't just a John James Gunn film. He had a female writer who literally oh, yeah. wrote the script, and then James Gunn went and added stuff to it. But the skeleton of the film was there for her from her vision. And, yeah. and you can see the difference in the tonality of the storyline between the first one and the second one, where you see mm. that where James Gunn's humor failed in the second one and how the humor in the first one succeeded because a lot of the things with the second movie was problematic because it just didn't make a lot of sense where it's like well that's because the first one wasn't completely written by james gunn it was written by someone else too it's kind of like a lot of uh, video games though like even though the director could be the same if you have a different level designer it will show yeah where they say it's usually a full team 
Like you could tell, like the different sound editor and stuff. But I think we hit the nail on the head, all of us. I think Marvel's this well-running machine. So I figured this would be a good time to talk about. We just come into the conclusion of Winter, uh, not Winter Soldier. I'm like, well, yeah, Falcon Winter Mm -hmm. Soldier. What you guys think? Because I, I, I'm trying to think back what my grade was. I think I gave the Wandavision an eight or maybe an eight and a half. I'm gonna give me personally. I'm gonna give Falcon and Winter Soldier a seven. Um, I could have given it less. Zemo keeps it from being any less for me, but like we talked about the flag smashers, um, the little bit of frustrations with, um, the power broker at the end, kind of a wet fart at the end of the the series finale, some pacing issues hold it back from being any higher than a seven. In my opinion, I'll keep mine short and sweet because I want to let you guys talk about it, but that's my final review is I give it a seven. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I'm on the spot now. Um, I was torn. See, I liked it more than you guys did. Um, I liked it. See, because between this and WandaVision, as we talked about, they're two different, different things. They are. And it's, it's, it's It's hard hard to to compare. compare I agree. Yeah. I would say I would have to give this an 8.2. I mean, I gave WandaVision it's 8.5. Point two. Bill doesn't have the conviction to go 0. 0.5. He's doing the full 100 points. No, I know. No, what the I, hell? I was, I was gonna <laughs> give it. I, I was gonna give it between an 8.2 and an 8. Maybe I'll just say I'm gonna just go and say a solid 8, just because the flag smashers. I was gonna say you're gonna drive were... Kevin crazy with this point decimal. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm just gonna go because I did 8.5 for WandaVision because that was a lot better. But this is a solid 8 because flag smashers were real. Just a plot device had no real benefit for me in the series. Where we're not that great of a villain, um, they just they just kind of pushed the story through, but it really didn't help too much. Um, Sharon Carter, her completely complete one eighty was just a big mind fuck. Zemo <laughs> helped me out. I like Sam Wilson a lot in it, and I loved Bucky a lot more, but I like John Walker too. Yes. But- what got me was just how I'm not liking Marvel's trend with the shows is that they're doing really great throughout the shows, but that last um, they last episode, they stumble and try to get it all in one, like try to fit it all, and you're just rushing. And that, that kind of throws it off for me because I'm like, you either need another episode or you need to – have an extended one like or just, yeah. yeah which a lot of shows do there's a lot of tv series that do extra long finales yeah it, exactly it, that's why they do that yeah like, um, have like an hour and 40 minutes or an hour and 30 i personally i i gave wanda a nine um mm-hmm. if i remember correctly a nine i give this show about an 8.5 um between both of them they're both very different um so it's hard to compare one to the other um I know I talked a lot of crap about what's wrong with this TV show, but there was a lot of a lot of very good moments. I like the breakdown of the characters. I like how they developed Bucky better. I liked how they developed Sam better, and I even how I liked how they developed John Walker in the realm of the of the TV show. Um, I love the comics accurate suit. I wish. Oh yeah. I wish the reveal for him as Captain America was stronger um, like yeah. you know the introduction with Thor in Infinity War and Steve in Infinity War or Wanda in WandaVision with the, as Scarlet Witch like I felt like 
we got cheated out of getting like an iconic first look at the character because our first look of the character was him tumbling into um the the floor and then throwing mm-hmm. the shield so it wasn't like a moment where like oh let's take a moment to take it in you know um like when and it was in when, the dark too yeah like when steve dark. held um mjolnir we gave we had a good five second of us just taking in absolutely yeah steve holding mjolnir so like all these other characters have had their their aha moment and i felt that sam because the last episode was so rushed we didn't get that captain america aha moment so there were there was beautiful moments but the introductory aha moment wasn't there um i loved the imagery of when he's holding the the truck from falling i was like this is mm-hmm. beautiful this it had a good um light display in the background that was blue that showcased the white red and blue on him um, I loved when he like circled himself and covered himself in his vibranium um, wings and then the shield on top and on the bridge. I thought that was beautiful. I was like, you're giving me moments where I was like, it's useful to have these wings because at the same time, you you have to show that even though he's the new Captain America, there's a reason why he still has the wings. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, yep. But I, I love the development. What what really irked me and why I'm not giving it a higher rating is, you know, the 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 divisive storyline that they gave us compared what could have been. I felt like it hurt Sam a lot to potentially grow bigger in the in the show. Um, And then I didn't like as much as it's comics accurate. I didn't like the, the Captain America suit. And here's why. It had nothing to do with with it itself. It U.S. Was, Agents one or Sam's one? U.S. Agents one, you mean? Sam's. Sam's. Oh, Sam's? Okay. Just make yeah, sure. because, because U.S. Agents, literally, the joke is, oh, it's the same, but black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's because if this is a suit that Bucky asked the Wakandans to make for Sam, why does it not look like it's made out of vibranium? Why does it look like it's from the same tailor that Captain America yeah. got his beforehand. Because I was you like, know, mm, first, this is this he, is not a Wakandan suit. We've seen Wakanda. Not, Bucky's arm is Wakandan uh, vibranium. I was like, so where did because Bucky come didn't want to tell him. He made it by himself. He made it with his little hand. He was yeah. in his suit every it, night. It looks like he couldn't Bucky sleep. Stitched he it was, himself. He, he literally was. He's, he's like he's thinking about. It. He's like, now that's going to be an American ass in there. Yeah, that's what that's the new America's ass. Full of padding. Um, but I was like, what the hell? I was like, this is I was like, I'm sorry, can I talk to King T'Challa about this suit? Because uh, Shuri, Shuri, where the hell are you? You can't say that you're blipped because you're not you're not. You made the Black Panther suit. You guys made Bucky's arm. You gave Captain America his new shields in Infinity War, and this is what Sam Wilson gets to wear. I was like, you gotta show me that this came from Wakanda. I was like, the wings I'll buy. The wings show that they come from Wakanda. I give you that. Yep. But everything else, I'm like, no, no, this does not come from Wakanda. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I love the possibility of a future season. Um, I, I like that this show really was about legacies and how mm-hmm. you can either uphold it, outgrow it, respect it, or destroy it. Yeah. 
I also realized just looking back through my notes, I did give, I said, I gave it an eight for anybody who's being a snob and what, listening to it. I remember I did give WandaVision a nine, Kevin. I agreed with you on that yeah. one. I looked back like, oh crap, I didn't give it an eight. I gave it a nine. Yeah, I definitely gave it a nine. I think one the reason why WandaVision I think still holds superior is because it was such a different feel. It just it just it it was like yeah. a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh my god, we've been yeah. twenty three films of the same formulaic storyline, and here, excuse me, here comes WandaVision just throwing everything out the window. And I was like, let's see what the other shows hold. If the other shows hold stronger, then I'll bump one division down. I have no problem. I was like, but I don't think Falcon and the Winter Soldier bumped it down. No. Uh, no. Loki because I think, testing, I think Loki might be somewhere in the middle. For... See, I, think, I mean, I'm I not think looking Loki forward to could be. Really? See, I'm excited because, but I'm more of this to me, the way I've seen the trailer and stuff reminds me of, I don't know if any of you seen Doctor Who. But this gives me kind of a Doctor Who vibe to it, where there's kind of time traveling and it's, you know, yeah. monkey and with time. And I think it looks really could be see, fun. And I love Tom Hendelson, but I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. But it, I, to me, that's the only concern I have excited. is being burned out of Loki with Tom Hiddleston. So it's like the one villain they yeah. keep trying to jam down. I'm over Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I am so sorry. I And the guy has been around for the entirety of the MCU. Yep. Like, when he died in Infinity War, I was like, okay, good, he's done. I was like, we're done with Loki. Like, stop bringing him back. I don't know what the Loki fans are thinking. He's not even comics accurate. Like, he's not a mischievous person. He's just a little prick. <laughs> That's all he is. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm, every every show, every film that he's in, it's like, oh, I'm the god of mischief. Wait, did you just trick me? And I'm like, how is the god of fucking tricks? getting tricked out by every single person around him. Yeah, Black Widow took him to town on that one. <laughs> it, like, within five minutes. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Um, even Thor. Did, I mean, Thor Ragnarok was hilarious in itself because, you know, you have the God of Thunder getting electrocuted and passing out, and then you have the God of Tricks and Mischief getting tricked by his own brother. And I'm like, this is your, your character's not making any sense. So I'm, I'm <laughs> over Loki. That's why I don't think Loki's gonna like do much for me because I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it to see what it is. But I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I can take six hours of just Loki. I'm, is it going to be so six episodes ahead. again? Just like, uh, yeah, it'll be like, yeah, I think Loki, it falls under the realm of the drama periods. So I think it is going to be six 50-minute episode or one-hour episodes. I think the next 30-minute show is going to be What If? Yeah, that Because I think that's that's late summer, and then I, I'm hope I know Hawk, She-Hulk. I, I think no, Hawk, I heard She-Hulk is going to be another 30-minute yeah. comedy. She-Hulk is going to be a comedy. Thing. I don't and know where I Hawkeye think... falls. I feel like Hawkeye is going to fall into like a drama, but yeah, I don't I know if so. I want an hour episode of Hawkeye. Another character that I'm just like, you're not doing much with him. But, you know, Haley Steinfeld will probably do a, an amazing job. But I'm just like, yep. can I do six hours of this? See, I was thinking the same thing. Like, Haw Hawkeye for me is the one that I'm not the one that I'm really looking forward to. Like, I like yeah. Haley Seinfeld, um, but I don't really care to see Jeremy Renner's um hawkeye for, he got his like, moment in endgame hours. in my opinion yeah like his crowning moment at least i mean we've been, we, they've been pushing for him i mean he they gave him a storyline in 
um, Ultron. They they yeah. made him this. They gave him a little bit of a storyline in Civil War where he's like, "Oh, I'm retired, but look at my best friends. They're fighting." Um, and they gave him another storyline in Endgame, which I was like, "I was like, oh man, you're giving us Ronan." And then I was like, mm, "Just for five seconds," and I'm like. Yeah. okay and then they're like oh we're announcing a hawkeye show and i'm like oh my god are we gonna get like a like what happened during the five-year period and we get like kick-ass ronin around and it's like no it's about him going deaf and like the new hawkeye being a girl and i'm like okay so it's based on like I those think, comics i i think yeah it is gonna be those comics but i still think they'll have a flashback of ronin because i mean i would love was... more ronin i thought that was i think so they need awesome. a little bit of that yeah but we'll see. I'm excited. Um, I heard that the Loki show is not going to be on Wednesdays instead of uh, Thursdays slash Friday. No, it's yeah, it's going to be Wednesdays instead of Fridays. So yeah, I don't I don't mind that because the reason is is because that uh, Star Wars show, the Bad, Bad Batch, Batch, is on, and I'm like, personally, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, but whatever, I don't mind. I'll I'll gives you something to watch on Wednesdays, and if you want. Wait till Fridays. What's the big fucking deal? Spoilers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Twitter. Hi, have you met MCU people? They go online real quick. I mean, just like all those Spider-Man spoilers. Listen, it's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> this is how we end the show. Before, this is before we get our cut out of Phil's house getting yeah. blown up by, uh, by Kevin on a drive-by. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining me. There's so much more no we're going to cover, obviously. We've got lots more to cover. Like I said, we'll have Loki coming out at some point. We have Mortal Kombat movie. We have a lot coming in the chamber, so thanks again for hopping on with us. And Thanks for having. Thank you. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Remember, you can like, subscribe, whatever, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you're listening to this. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. See ya. You too.